Hey everyone, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who's on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. The mental health of corporate Australia shows almost one third of people are suffering from some form of mental illness. Of those, 36% were suffering from depression, 33% from anxiety, and 31% from stress. A decade ago, only one in five Australians were found to be suffering from a mental illness. It's time to turn things around. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, international speaker and sustainable performance coach. And today, I wanna to continue our conversation around stress by helping you get to a point where you feel more empowered to ask for the help that you need. I've had a couple of weeks where I had to take my own medicine as a lot of travel and being unwell had really taken its toll. That's why I missed our conversation last week and I'm coming to you a week later. I hope that's okay. Uh, I'm currently in the beautiful city of New Delhi, India, where I'm about to start a three-day leadership intensive with the top 100 leaders of a very large corporate. So let's have a chat about asking for help. Mental illness appears to have increased by a third in the last decade. Depression is now the primary mental health disorder. This is the first time depression has exceeded anxiety, which has traditionally been twice as common as depression. Australia's last official figures list anxiety at 14.4% and depression at 6.2%. The program, using data from 3,500 employees across 41 organisations from a range of industries, was conducted by the mental health technology group Medibio. Now, studies and statistics are one thing. We can dismiss them because of the sample size or many other rationalizations we choose so that we can avoid the issue. However, I have the privilege of working with thousands of individuals and teams in these organizations every year, and I can attest firsthand that this is definitely a true reflection of what's going on right now. People are hurting, and therefore so are their families and the bottom line of the companies they work in. A couple of weeks ago, we celebrated Are You OK Day, a special day set aside each year where we're encouraged to ask our fellow humans how things are and hope they respond in a way that we feel empowered to deal with. Well, my question is, what do we do on the other 364 days? We take responsibility for our own well-being and ask others for help. Now, I know why a lot of you don't feel comfortable to do this. You feel that asking for help means you failed or you're not good enough. That's what held me back before my burnout forced me to ask. But I don't want that for you. So as we round off this series on stress, let me encourage you with seven key strategies that will help you to escape the statistics and enjoy a more healthy and happy life. It's time for you to grow your support network. Number one, cast a wide net. When it comes to your social support, one size does not fit all. You may not have someone you can confide in about everything, and that's okay. Maybe you have a colleague you can talk to about problems at work, and a neighbor who lends an ear when you have difficulty with your kids. Look to different relationships for different kinds of support. But remember, look for people who you can trust and count on. 
to avoid disappointing negative interactions that can make you feel worse. Number two, be proactive. Often people expect others to reach out to them and then feel rejected when people don't go out of their way to do so. To get the most out of your social relationships, you have to make the effort. Make time for friends and family, reach out and lend a hand or just say hello. If you're there for others, they'll be more likely to be there for you. And in fact, when it comes to longevity, research suggests that providing social support to friends and family may be even more important than receiving it. Number three, take advantage of technology. It's nice to sit down with a friend face to face, but let's face it, it isn't always possible. Luckily, technology makes it easier than ever before to stay connected with loved ones who are far away. Write an email, send a text message, or make a date for a video chat. Don't rely too much on digital connections, however. Face-to-face -face interactions are definitely the most beneficial. Number four, follow your interests. Do you like to hike, sing, uh, make stuff, uh, play sport, get involved in local events? You're more likely to connect with people who like the things that you like. So join a club, uh, sign up for a class, or Take on a volunteer position that will allow you to meet others who share your interests. Don't be discouraged if you don't make friends overnight. Try to enjoy the experience as you get to know others over time. Number five, seek out peer support. If you're dealing with a specific stressful situation, uh, such as caring for a family member or dealing with a chronic illness, you may not find the support you need from your current network. Consider joining a support group to meet others who are dealing with similar challenges. Number six, improve your social skills. If you feel awkward in social situations or just don't know what to say, try asking simple questions about the other person to get the ball rolling. If you're shy, it can be less intimidating to get to know others over some shared activities, such as bike riding or a cooking class, rather than just hanging out and talking. If you feel particularly anxious in social situations, consider talking to a professional coach with experience in social anxiety and social skills training. And number seven, ask for help quickly. If you lack a strong support network and aren't sure where to start, there are many resources that you can turn to. Places of worship, uh, community centers, local libraries, refugee and immigrant groups, uh, neighborhood health clinics, and local branches of national mental health and support organisations may be able to help you identify some services, support groups and other programs in your community. So that's a wrap on this current conversation series on stress. I hope you have a few takeaways that you committed to implementing in your own life. Thank you for the privilege of being a part of your journey so far. And if you haven't yet grabbed your copy of my free resources on stress reduction, then click below and get started now. You deserve to live a life with less stress and conflict. Well, that's it from me this week. Next week, we'll get back in with a conversation around self-awareness. See you then. So, hey, did you get something out of that? I really hope you took one thing that you can put into your life right now. If you enjoyed spending that time with me, why don't you join me every month where I go live for an hour in my monthly mentoring program. 
where we can go deep, we can answer your questions, and using the latest neuroscience, positive psychology, and emotional intelligence, plus my experience from working with thousands of people around the world just like you, we can help you make the change that you need to make. So head over there right now and register at grantherbert.com forward slash monthly. I'll see you there.